What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. What a world, what a world, what a world we are in right now. And, you know, this episode, I really want you to listen to and feel encouraged because um, I have a guest in here who is going to be sharing some awesome mindset tips and ways that we can transform limiting beliefs that maybe we're holding on to right now, especially things that we're dealing with with what's going on in the world right now. So um, her name is Christine, and she is just fabulous. She is a master master, master, um, you know, success and transformational coach. And she is just incredible with the way that she walks us through uh, one of her processes as far as how to eliminate some limiting beliefs. So, um, and I think it's fascinating, especially, you know, I'm thinking for my story, some limiting beliefs that I have had, especially when it comes to starting an online business and, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, what are the beliefs and thoughts that we have? We're going to be faced with literally everything that we can think of all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our, um, you know, mindset beliefs or money beliefs. We're going to be faced with all of these as we come into the entrepreneurial world. And so this interview is going to help you kind of navigate some of those beliefs that you may be holding on to that you don't even know that you are holding on to, um, that are either keeping you in a place of stuckness or keeping you limited and not moving forward. So I really hope you get so much out of this interview. I know I did when when we were interviewing together and it's just, I really hope you enjoy it. Here we go. All right, Christine is in the house. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Oh my goodness, for so many reasons. So we've been chatting a little bit before we hit the record button um, for this episode, just with everything that is going on in the world right now. I can't wait for us to dive into mindset and really how we can come out of this, you know, just almost like evolved, (laughs) you know, come out of this and flourish through flourishing through the chaos, really. So um, Christine, if you could just tell us who you are, what you do, and just all the things that would be awesome. Yes, Amy, thank you so much. I'm so glad we've connected. And I'm also so incredibly grateful for this time we're living in, the technology that we have, that we can stay connected and we can connect with our clients, connect with each other. Um, It's really very interesting times that we're living in. And I am a transformational mindset expert and master success coach. I help women entrepreneurs specifically to let go of everything that's holding them back, fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, so that they can really become powerful creators of their lives and their businesses. And I do that through one-to-one and group coaching, through my podcast, uh, Facebook groups, and just through living my daily life. Um, I'm really passionate about women's entrepreneurship I think that when women have their own income, they have their own choices. And it's really important that we support one another in our entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, 
I always say that becoming an entrepreneur is like ripping off a Band-Aid you didn't know you were wearing. Like suddenly you're like, Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so true. It's so true. Like, where'd that fear come from? Did I used to doubt myself? Why do I, why am I believing this about me? There's, it just opens up so many things that we maybe didn't know about ourselves before because we're stepping so far outside our familiar zone. Mm. And I don't even like calling it the comfort zone because if you were comfortable there, you wouldn't want something more. So Ooh, that yeah. is so true. The familiar zone. I'm never going to call it the comfort zone again. Yeah. It's not that comfortable. So Otherwise, no. you want more. Yeah. And if you're wanting more, it means you, you're stepping outside of that place that's familiar. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do that, you're stepping into fear, doubt, limitations. And for so many, that sends us right back into what's familiar. But mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. If you have the right tools, if you have a great coach, if you have a great community, you can start working through those fears and doubts and limitations and learn more about yourself, what you're capable of, the skills you need to have. And then you can create whatever it is that you want in your life. You can grow Definitely. your business. You can grow in personally. You can change your health, have better relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, really everything's available to you when you know how to break through those fears and doubts and limitations. Definitely. I love the band-aid analogy. I can't even tell you. <laughs> it brought back so many memories. Yes. And you know, that's one of the many things that they don't tell you when you get into entrepreneurship is like all of your doubts, all of your questions, all of your beliefs that you have about yourself that you didn't even know you believed about yourself are brought to your face in order for you to, you know, navigate through them, learn them, overcome them. And it's just, it's a crazy ride for sure. And so, and it feels almost chaotic, you know, especially in the beginning for, for our newer entrepreneurs who are ripping that bandaid right now and like feeling it, you know, it's, it can feel kind of chaotic. And so what are your, you know, maybe things that help you stay grounded through the chaos and especially with what's going on on the planet right now, how do you kind of navigate this chaos? Great question. Um, and you're right. They don't tell you what entrepreneurship is really going to be like. Mm -hmm. um, we get the statistics on how many small businesses fail and blah, blah, blah. And I honestly think that it's not even really about money or location or economy, or it's about the beliefs that you have about whether you're capable of, of building your business. I think our, the internal work is so essential for entrepreneurs. And I, that's where it starts is that internal work. So for me, non-negotiable, totally essential, can't live without it is a morning routine mm -hmm. that includes meditation. Having time that you set aside every single morning before the world comes at you, before you look at your phone, before you check Facebook or email, time that you set aside where you intentionally create who you are going to be that day. Because it's all about who you're being. Mm -hmm. Because who you're being will dictate what you do and then what you have. So having intentional time to create who you're going to be and to connect in with your higher self. So meditation, even if it's 10 minutes, it doesn't even have to be much more than that, but just that time to go inward, to ground, to connect, get centered. Then you can come out into the world and you're in a place where you're in control of your thoughts and your feelings and your actions, where you've set your intentions for who you're going to be. Now you've got a North Star that for the day you know 
what's going to work for you, how you want to show up for yourself and your clients and your business. Um, to me, that is, it's essential. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, one of my words is non-negotiable too. And, you know, having that non-negotiable routine and just coming out of it with intention and setting those intentions for the day. I love what you said as far as like who you're going to be. It's going to impact what, what you do throughout the day. If you are, you know, waking up in chaos, probably the rest of your day is going to be or feel chaotic as well. Versus if you take control, like you said, 10 minutes a day, we all have 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you take that control for 10 minutes, set that intention that, you know, whatever phrase that needs to be. So although there is chaos, I choose to feel calm or, you know, whatever you need to, to tell yourself to set that calming intention to get you through the day, to show up more authentically and in a way that feels good to you, I think is super essential. So I need to like stamp non-negotiable on my forehead. Like I'm always preaching that, like set your non-negotiables yeah. every day. What does that schedule look like? So fabulous. That's a great action step for sure. Yeah. Well, your own internal growth has to be non-negotiable because if you are not centering with yourself, if you're not setting intentions, if you're not being at your best, then you won't have a business. You won't have the health. You won't have the relationships. It all starts with you. Be selfish in that regard. It's really important that you're taking care of yourself and that you're setting those intentions for your day. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason that, you know, when you go on an airplane, they say to put your mask on first Absolutely. and, you know, make sure that you are taken care of so that you can overflow to other people and take care of them as well. So, you know, all of that comes down to those 10 minutes in the morning, you know, your non-negotiable routine. And there's, there was someone who I was like looking through, I'm all about like morning routines. Like I, I just think they're fascinating because everyone's is so different and, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm nosy. I like to see what people are doing every day. So anyways, and this, this girl, she'd wake up at like between six and seven and you know, her phone would be set on snooze until eight 45. So like that whole time of like when she was waking up eight 45 in the morning, not at night <laughs> and that whole time, you know, I know. And to me, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I don't even know. Like that's, that's so, you know, out there for me, but it works perfectly for her. It's like, she would wake up, she would meditate, she would have her breakfast, she would drink her coffee, you know, you know, do these things that really like filled her cup, like filled her up before that phone turned on, before the laptop opened so that she wasn't yeah. immediately like stepping into the chaos the second that her eyes open. I think it's just awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. If you open up your phone, the first, the, the moment you open up your eyes, you're now on everybody else's timeline. Mm -hmm. You're now on everyone else's agenda. Everyone else, what's important to them is now more important than you. So it's really important that you keep the phone off until you're ready, until you're ready to deal with, to handle life yeah. and to take control and to be intentional with your day. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, you, you teach all about limiting beliefs and mindset. And so I'm curious if there is, you know, a common limit, limiting belief that you see or one that you know, you see more often? Is there one that pops into your mind as far as like, I see this all the time when I'm working I, with people? Yeah. I think the biggest one that I hear the most is I'm not good enough. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just I, like, even just like that phrase, like hits mm -hmm. you, you know, you can feel it. Yeah. Good enough for what? Mm. Enough compared to whom? 
-hmm. compared to what? Good enough is always, a, it's a comparative statement, mm -hmm. which means that you're comparing who you are or who you're being or what you're doing or what you have to someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's rare that we, especially women uh, listening to the podcast, it's rare that when we start comparing that we come out on top. It's almost always a comparison. True. We are coming out as the lesser. Mm -hmm. And so that I am not good enough. I mean, you can add a comma. I think Brene Brown talks about this a lot, but it's like, I am not, you can change the word good for almost anything else, right? Skinny enough, tall enough, rich enough, blonde enough, um, knowledgeable enough, young enough, old enough. It all kind of goes in with that, that umbrella mm -hmm. of I'm not good enough. Mm. But it always comes when we're comparing. Mm. Ain't that true? Man, very true. Um, so what are, you know, I, I like asking different people this question because, you know, I work with women and my audience is typically all women. And why is it that we deal so much with I'm not good enough or I shouldn't charge that or, you know, it feels like we deal with way more limiting beliefs and money mindset things than men. Like what's the deal here? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's uh, part of our culture. I think that we are, our society is still, still working through this idea that women and men are equal. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the corporate worlds, men, women are still not paid as well as men for doing the same amount of work. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of it comes from, so our limiting beliefs are not facts. They are beliefs, that's the good news. Uh, but limiting beliefs come from a lot of different places. And most of the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves come from the subconscious mind. So before the age of seven, we are a walking subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Everything that we take in, everything we hear, see, smell, taste, touch, all of it comes in as equally true. It's why five-year-olds believe in the tooth fairy, right? It's, it's equally mm. true to anything else they see in their existence. And that's because the brain hasn't developed this thing called the critical factor. The critical factor is basically the conscious part of the brain. So that part of the brain is responsible for judgment, analysis, it critically analyzes, it determines right from wrong, good from bad. So before the age of seven, we don't have that critical factor. So everything that's being said to us, we believe to be true. And things that are being said to us, experiences that we're having, especially in relationships to people of authority, parents, teachers, religious leaders, those things weigh very heavily because we trust these people. And a lot of things that people say, they say with the best of intentions, right? They, they're not saying it to like limit you. Mm -hmm. They're just passing on their beliefs, which may already be limiting them. Mm -hmm. And so you take on these limiting beliefs. Maybe you heard something in school, a teacher might've said very, even very flippantly, you know, handing back a paper, something about you don't apply yourself. Now suddenly you might have this belief that you're not smart or that you don't know how to apply yourself or you're not living up to your potential. That kind of belief, if you continue to, a belief is basically a thought that you continue to think until you believe it's true. 
And so if someone implanted that kind of thought in you and you continued to believe that it was true, think it until you believed it was true. Now that thought is coloring your life experience. Everything that comes into your, into your mind from that point forward gets filtered through that lens of I'm not applying myself or I'm not smart enough, whatever mm. that was. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can go back to those moments and unlock those decisions, unlock those beliefs and see them for what they are. They're not facts. Maybe you learn in a different way. Maybe the teacher's teaching style didn't jive with your learning style. Maybe the day you took that test, you weren't feeling well. There's a million different reasons why you might have not done well on that test. It's probably not because you weren't smart, mm -hmm. but because that was a message that you received and you chose to continue to believe that, that's become part of, of your belief system. So going back, you can, you can change any limiting belief you have into an empowering belief. Mm. Oh, I love that. So many, so many things that I want to dive into on what you said, because, you know, I've had to work really hard on, on some like strong limiting beliefs and money mindset beliefs and like all of these things. And it's interesting to know, you know, like you said, I have a son and he's 15 months old. And so he is a sponge, like he's a walking sponge. He just sees everything and mimics things and he's absorbing everything. And when I learned that, you know, from zero to seven, that they're just unconscious, you know, their unconscious mind is just like absorbing everything. It really put me into perspective, like what was going on for me at that mm -hmm. time, you know? And a lot of times when we're like teeny tiny, we don't remember, you know, if we're like under three years old or something, I don't know. Um, but still, you know, you're absorbing and being affected by things that are going on around you. And I think it's really interesting to know that like what is going on around you is probably passed down, is probably passed down, is probably passed down, you know, for, for how many generations of things that are just being like picked up from the generation before. And so how do you kind of identify, you know, I, I guess like what you want to carry on and what you don't, like, how do you, I don't know, how do you kind of like identify that and like navigate those different beliefs and thought patterns? Yeah. Well, if a belief feels good, keep it. Yeah, your your emotions and your feelings will tell you what's ringing true for you mm -hmm. and what's in for your, your best and highest good, mm -hmm. what's in alignment with who you want to be and the life you want to create and what's not. Yeah. If you're thinking a thought or having a belief that causes you to feel anxious, fearful, doubtful, it's not a belief that's serving you and I give you permission to let it go. Permission. Awesome. Sometimes awesome. we just need that permission. I know. Sometimes we just need someone to say, <laughs> I give you permission. Okay. Especially yes. if it's a belief that, like you said, has been maybe passed down for generations. I mean, are you going to be the first one in your family to believe that wealth and abundance is meant for you? Maybe. You might. Yeah. You might be the first one. And there might be some ramifications mm -hmm. for choosing to be that first person. Yeah, that's exactly why I asked, you know, round about that weird question that came out of my mouth is why I was asking because I know, you know, beliefs that are passed down from so many generations and you decide like, 
uh, I don't think I want to carry that on or that's not serving me. There could be emotions of like guilt or like, what are they going to think if I decide, you know, to go this direction versus that direction. And so, you know, there's all of this other stuff that is going to come up that you get to navigate now, you know? And so do you have maybe tips as far as like how to navigate either guilt or, um, you know, doubts or questions that are coming up when, when they decide to let go of a belief that's been passed Yeah. On? That's so, that's such a great, great question to ask because sometimes we do hold on to beliefs that we know aren't serving us because of the fear of what would happen if we stopped believing the same things that everyone else around us is believing. Um, that can be really, really powerful. And it unfortunately keeps people stuck. Mm -hmm. It keeps them really stuck. That's why having a morning routine, doing meditation, doing the personal growth work, just getting really solid with yourself and like, this is what I want for me, right? And allowing yourself to have those boundaries, saying this is what I want for me and that's going to be okay. I actually have a formula that I give to my clients that helps them to put it down in black and white. I think it's really good to work things through with paper and pencil mm just to get that observer perspective. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if, I mean, the belief is if it's been there since before you can consciously remember, right, then it can be really helpful to put it out and look at it as if you're an objective observer. It's, mm -hmm. you're looking at it from the third, third person, right? So you can ask the questions I have people ask and um, your listeners can write this down if they want. Um, the first question is, what is the belief? The second is, why do I believe that? The third is, what am I afraid would happen if I didn't believe that? The fourth is, do I really believe that? And the fifth is, whose belief is that anyway? Oof. There's and so we'll, much digging that you could do with those, for sure. So That's much, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really going to help you to discern the beliefs that you want to have from the ones that you no longer want to carry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even just, you know, you going through that process and and being here on the podcast and everything that you talked about so far is even just the awareness of like, oh. Like these aren't, I didn't just like magically believe these things, you know, they could have been passed down. These could be other people's beliefs. Like, what do I really believe about the world, about myself, about my business, about my life? Like, you know, really bringing it back to you and what you believe to be true about what's going on in your life. For sure. I think, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, going through the steps that you just laid out, I'm thinking of so many beliefs that were not mine that I have identified so far. I'm curious if I still have some hanging on that are still not mine. So I'm really curious to like go through that process and see if I still have some more. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, even with that, like you said, you know, back to the band-aid, entrepreneurship is just like that band-aid. And I feel like, you know, every, when you're up leveling or when you're launching something new, or, you know, maybe you're pivoting a bit in your business and, you know, things are looking a little different or you want to go a different direction or whatever, you're going to be faced with so many things too. And so having this as like a constant process that you refer to, I think it's, it's going to be super helpful for sure. Yeah. And you know, as they say, new level, new devil, right? every time, every time you get, 
you know, you want to step outside that familiar zone again, because your familiar zone is going to grow, right? The more you grow, the more you learn, like the, right, the bigger that gets. But every time you want to step outside it, you want to get to that next level. Say you hit your first six figure year, right? Your next level is going to be multiple six figures, right? Or maybe you got your, you launched your first group program, but now the next level is one-to-one coaching or whatever that looks like for you. Every time you want to get to that next thing, there might be something that comes up, a doubt, a fear, a limiting belief, and you can continue to use this process to continue just working through those and letting them go. And then because beliefs aren't facts, because you can clearly see that you can dismantle it and let it go, you can also choose to believe whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I this process is so good. I mean, you could do it mindset-wise, you could do it literally with anything, and I'm thinking money-wise, you know, with money blocks and what is our belief about money? What is our belief about charging XYZ? You know, literally anything that you do in your life, you can use this process. So I really appreciate you sharing it. That is Yeah, absolutely. This can be so, so helpful when it comes to money mindset. Yeah. Um, Especially because money seems to be one of the big limiting beliefs that gets passed down from generation to generation or empowering beliefs. I mean, I think you can see that in our country that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, generations tend to just follow along with the generation before that. Um, But you can choose to be the first one to break that cycle to stop those limiting beliefs. Um, And then you can choose, you know, what do I want to believe that is positive and will support me? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What if I choose your own beliefs? (laughs) Choose your own adventure. You get to choose your own beliefs, you know? What do you want to believe instead? What what would you good? your success was inevitable? Ooh, say it again. Say it again for the people in the back. What would you believe? (laughs) What would you believe if you knew your success was inevitable. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would that, how would you show up for yourself in your life if your beliefs lined up with my success is inevitable? Oh, I bet a lot of things would change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the exercises. Differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I want to put that like on my wall. Um, one of the exercises that I did years ago that I think is fascinating it's in my workbook. So I still talk about it is, you know, if you're not sure if you can't decipher like what your beliefs are versus like if they're passed down, just do a little interview, like talk to your family, talk to the people you hang out with, ask them, you know, what are your beliefs about X, Y, Z? What are your beliefs about money? What do you think? Um, you know, how do you think rich people behave or, you know, all of these things. I think you can find out a lot by putting the pencil to the paper, really doing the work, but really, you know, just diving in on this work. And I think it's fascinating. Ask the people around you start, you know, interviewing and see, see what's going on. Because I think, you know, and, and I started doing that. You can pick up a lot by just listening and you can hear what people are saying about the world. And if they're, if it's a positive or negative view, and if you're hanging out with a lot of people who have a negative view or, um, you know, are scared about money or scared about up leveling or abundance or, you know, whatever, that's probably affecting you on some level. You know, we've talked a lot about like the subconscious and you got to be really careful about what, what is around you and what your subconscious is still absorbing. Absolutely. The subconscious mind takes everything personally. Mm. It doesn't see you as separate from others. It only knows Mm. you. So everything that you hear, 
the subconscious mind believes is about you. Everything you say, everything you think, the subconscious mind all thinks it's about you. So if you're operating from a place of um, like jealousy of other people's success, then the subconscious mind thinks that that's going to happen to you. And it's going to impede you from creating success because you'll be afraid that others will be jealous of you. That's right? fascinating. I've never yeah. heard it described that way. Question everything. Mm-hmm. All the beliefs that <laughs> serving you question it. Who, whose belief is that? Why do they think that? When did they start thinking that? Is, is that always true? true? Yeah. You yeah. Know, in every case, you know, look out for words like always and never, because that's rarely the case, you know, mm-hmm. that can really help with the questioning too. I like the idea of asking the people around you, what do you believe? <laughs> like, I just need to know, I'm going to write that. I'm going to write your belief down. I'm going to decide. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. very, be very choosy about who gets to come into your circle. Mm-hmm. Your Absolutely. Context. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, geez Louise, you've given so many action steps and I cannot be more appreciative. I thank you so much for your time. And if there's any like a last ditch action step that you want to leave, um, and then also tell us where we can find you online. Oh, thank you so much. Um, last ditch action step. I think we covered it. We've I think got, we covered- I mean, we have so many, I have a page of notes. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot, awesome. a lot of great stuff. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Christine Colzing. You can find me on Instagram at Christine Colzing and it's with both with K's, Christine with a K, Colzing with a K. Um, And I'm also at the Alignment Tribe. So you can find my Facebook page or my Facebook group is the Alignment Tribe. Awesome. Thank you again so much. And my podcast too, which oh yeah, tell us about your podcast. So you can just come and find that on iTunes or wherever podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and um, and soon we'll have Amy on an episode. Yay. Can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again. Thank you. Ah, oh, man, this episode's over, but that's okay. You can come hang out in the digital product, female entrepreneurs, Facebook group, hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out and you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.